Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. I am Trey Schaap, the voice of the Little Rock Trojans women's basketball team. We're joined today by Chastity Reed. Big Talk on Little Rock, now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify apps. This segment of Big Talk on Little Rock is brought to you by your friends at Datamax. Chastity, thanks for joining us. How are things? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You know, just I'm inside a lot, so this gives me a, a reason to, to get up. Thanks a lot. Yeah, t- I guess this this whole COVID pandemic and you playing overseas, uh, how did it hit you and your team uh, in the middle of the season? Well, as soon as March Madness was shut down, they shut us down too, like two days later. So, you know, basically whatever's going on over here, that's what's going to go on over there, which makes sense. You know, they want to see how it's going to work. So, yeah, um, I think Greece did a great job, though. I could have seen myself staying over there. What is it like playing um, professional basketball overseas and you're in Greece? And I think people back here in the States think of Greece as this just amazingly beautiful place. Okay, well, it is. It's an amazing place with great people that just want to talk to you and beautiful beaches and all of that. But there is an other side to it, too. You know, there, there are bad sides and good sides to any place you play. But my team was amazing and, and Greece was beautiful and I've been to the Acropolis and I've seen um, the Temple of Zeus and a couple of museums. So if you get out and, and experience those things, it's, it's a great country. What has your team told you about next season and, and moving forward and what they want you to do right now? Oh, my coach is, my coach is ready. My coach was ready once the season ended. Like this lady is, She's a really good coach. She's one of the best coaches I've had overseas so far, and I'm excited to go back and play with her. Um, basically, so she doesn't. She didn't say she wanted me to work on anything individually yet, but she usually has those meetings at the beginning of the season so we can get in the preseason and, and work on those things. But I take care of that myself. I'm, I'm in shape, and I make myself uncomfortable in practices, and I put some stress on my body, so – she already know what she's dealing with. She don't have to tell me to do anything. I'm, I'm going to get it done. You say you like to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. How many times did Joe Foley put you in an uncomfortable situation in your time at Little Rock? Astronomical numbers. I, I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to do, right? He's supposed to make us uncomfortable and make us on uh, these high-pressure situations. And the practices were, the practices were war reward so the game seemed like it was nothing let's go back to the time when he was recruiting you to come to Little Rock what what sold you on Little Rock well nothing really because I I committed to what was it UTA Texas Arlington yeah I committed to them I wanted to be a little bit closer to home but then I was like what am I thinking of course I don't want to be close to home you know I like to move around a little bit and it didn't sit well with me. So um, Coach Weedower was the number one thing. Coach Weedower was, if it wasn't for him, then I probably would have ended up somewhere else, period. And then, um, so they gave me, 
they told me that somebody on the team that I was I was playing on could also come as well. So we we both had scholarships, and we both went to Arkansas Little Rock together, and still friends to this day. So that worked out pretty well. And then your your time at Little Rock, obviously, as a freshman, and I think it's tough for some freshmen. They expect to come in and play right away, but uh, the step from high school to Division One college basketball, that's a huge step, is it not? Um, it is, but if you, if you play hard and you practice hard, you'll get some playing time no matter what and no matter where. You know, if you outwork somebody, you will play. It doesn't matter, mid-major, overseas, WNBA, whatever. Like, if you, if you can bust it and play really good defense, then you, you might get a couple minutes just because of that. So you have to find out what works for you and, and find out what you can do to get those little bit, those little bit amount of minutes. And from my, my freshman year to my sophomore year is when I really had that understanding. Like, that's when everything in my mind just clicked. Like, oh, okay, I get it now. At first I was, at first I was learning and it was new to me. And what got me by was just playing hard competing, killing people, like, you know, just bumping up against people and like, oh, I'm going to get my minutes no matter what. So you do what you have to do. But once you have that understanding and you can put it together, then you can, you can go even further, you know, then you can start looking towards other things as not just college. I think you can see that. It, second yeah. About Little Rock, because yeah. they had that big massive gym that they were building when I was coming in. So that was also a huge thing. Like that gym is, Amazing. Yeah, the Jack Stevenson. Beautiful. Two courts. The offices are nice. The media room is nice. Like that's also a huge selling point. That looks like a that looks like a professional, you know, professional team gym. Locker room looks like a a WNBA gym. It's big screen TVs everywhere. Like, oh yeah, you can anybody going there is not gonna have a problem with the facility, that's for sure. Right. You, you mentioned the fact that your freshman year and then into your sophomore year, that's when it really clicked. You played every game uh, your freshman year. You played in 32 games. You had 218 points. You averaged 6.8 points per game. But then your next year, you averaged 18.1 and never got lower than that in the remaining two seasons. So I guess your stats kind of uh, tell the story there of, yes, that is when it clicked. Right. So I remember my freshman year, um, I played a lot at the beginning. And, you know, I was athletic and Coach Foley let me, let me do what I do. But then the second half of the season, he, it was a senior, Dre, and I love Dre, and she taught me so much. But he took me out. He put her in because he trusted her more. Because she was a senior, she's been there for, for four years. You know, like, as far as her athletic ability, whatever else, that didn't matter. But he just wanted somebody that he can trust on the floor. So I picked that, I picked that up as well. And I killed it that summer. Like my best friend and I, Shanika Butler, she was on that team too. We played one on one. Like that's how that's how we got better. We played one on one against each other. You know, you have to dribble, you have to shoot threes, you have to do shoot turnarounds, you have to rebound, you have to you have to defend, you have to do everything. You don't have anybody to to rely on. And as a matter of fact, you don't have anybody to blame, you know? Yeah. So like you it, it's every man for themselves. So that's so then both of us, our skills took a big leap. And Coach Foley talks about me, but if you really look at Shanika Butler, her skills took a big leap too. Her whole body changed, and like she just became a monster out there. And those years, um, getting to the NCAA tournament, um, winning the Sun Belt uh, championship and the tournament, what was that emotionally like for someone like you? 
Well, it was the, what was it, junior year we played against Middle Tennessee, and we had, like, the biggest heartbreak ever. Like, mm-hmm. it was such a close game, and it was always a war of playing against Rick Ensel because he would always put three players on me, right? So I was like, <laughs> right. oh, I have to figure out these ways. Well, really, you don't have to figure out anything. Just pass the ball to the person that's open. That's just what it's going to come down to, right? Right. I was younger back then, so, you know, I made it a little harder on myself. Like, yeah, yeah, I got to get over here between the legs and pull up before she comes over. No, just, just pass the ball to this girl that's open right here, and she'll take care of the rest. And, and if not, Coach Foley take care of the rest. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so that heartbreak that happened, um, I was the one that got scored on the last second. And Ten years later, you see, I still remember and um, I was at home for about a week, and I didn't, I didn't go to class or anything. I was just, yeah, you know, basketball is everything during the season. And um, what happened after that? Oh, yeah, so then we got, we got a bid, and it was amazing. It was, a, it was the best feeling ever. Like, that feeling, getting that bid, was probably right up there with winning that championship because it was like, it was acknowledged. You know, we worked so hard during the season. It was even still you lost, we're going to acknowledge y'all as a good program ready to compete in this NCAA tournament, you know? Yeah, and then and they the, put – In the next year. Yeah, and then they put y'all, I think, against Green Bay in the first round yeah, in, in, in Wichita, yeah. Kansas, and right. uh, that, that was they a close a great, game. They had a great, great plan. They had a great, great plan. And I knew, I knew what it was right when I saw it. It was go at me the entire game. Like, no matter what you do, even if you make or miss, just go ahead and take her down the post and make her legs tired for the second the second half. And that's what yeah. they did, pound, pound, yeah. pound. So that was, a, that was a really tough game as far as physicality and, and breathing-wise, you know. Like I was, I was kind of tired of that game, won't lie. Chastity, and then being able to be on that team that finally got over the hump and won an NCAA tournament game the first time that – the Little Rock Trojan women's basketball team had done that against. We deserved it. Yes, against Georgia Tech in Norman, Oklahoma, um, and Georgia Tech really wasn't. They they didn't take you guys seriously, did they? They did not. They were talking trash, and and anytime an opponent, anytime one of our opponents talk trash, they print it out, put it in our locker room. Like, what y'all going to do about it, right? Like, what you going to do about it? You already know. Like, especially with the team we had back then, we wasn't playing with anybody. We, we took it as a challenge, and we met it head on. And Kim Sitzman, that, that game was one of her best games that I've seen her play. Like, she completely took over. So, that was a, it was a um, team effort for sure. Take me back to that game. What, besides Kim and the game that she had in that game, what do you remember about that win over Georgia Tech? The, the first thing that comes to my mind is Neek lying on the floor, going crazy, getting amped up, getting hyped, and getting us ready to roll. Like, that, that was on, the, um, that, was on that, that shining moment, I think, video. You know, yeah. they take the clips from everything, and she was on there getting hyped. And, like, that's the number one thing I remember. That's how we felt. You know, I get goosebumps right now. I have them right now thinking about it. Like, we were, we were amped up. We were ready to go. Like, we didn't have height. They had, they had more height. They had more speed. They had all Americans. We didn't have any of that. We still took them down. So, you know, never go into a game thinking that your opponent isn't, isn't going to be ready or preparing for you. No question about it. And I think Coach Foley puts you guys in that mindset, does he not? Always. Even if we are in that mindset, he'll, he'll kick us in the butt just a little bit more to let us know, like, hey, it can be even worse than you think. So, you know, and I take that with me everywhere I go. I never, ever think it's going to be an easy game or I never, ever think – because, you know, things happen. 
You don't always have your best player. You don't always have your best defender. You have to figure out how to get the win anyway. So that's exactly that's right. Take, that's how I go into games. She's yeah. Chastity Reed joining us via Zoom. We'll take a quick break, come back with more Big Talk on Little Rock after this. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own, to seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react, to deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world, and to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Hear ye now, the news is good, my friend. I'm here to tell you that Big Red Stores is making the coffee lover's life just a little bit better with 69-cent coffee refills all fall and winter long. Purchase our new Big Red Stores coffee mug in high-quality stainless steel or the economy version and refill it over and over with hot, fresh community coffee for only 69 cents. And never pay full price for gas at Big Red Stores because when you use your Big Red Rewards card to make purchases inside the store, you get discounts outside at the pump. If there's not a 69-cent coffee refill selling Big Red Store in your neighborhood, you need to move welcome back to big talk on little rock trace shop sitting down with chastity reed over a zoom conversation glad that you are with us this segment of big talk on little rock is brought to you by highland dairy chas i want to take you to uh you're about to be picked in the wnba by tulsa take me up to that time and then being picked by tulsa Really think about it. I pushed it out of my mind. You know, I pushed WNBA talks out of my mind the whole season because I, I just tried to stay focused. And I, I had some injuries going on with my feet, and you know, I couldn't really look too far in the future, especially with with that pain that I was having. But my teammates at the time, they were definitely like, "Are oh, you going to be drafted? Did you know the Richardson at the game?" I'm just like, "Well, you know, he has to do that. He has to go around and, and make his rounds." So then up that day when they were having the draft. My best friend, me, and Azrael, of course, Azrael and my other friend, Ikea, was down at the same time. Those are my girls. And they wanted to have a watch party, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'm not having a watch party. For, you know, first of all, I'm in the Sunbelt anyway. They don't, they don't normally take people from Sunbelt. It's, you know, they'll take somebody 10 points, averaging 10 points at Tennessee before they take somebody averaging 30 points in mid-major. So I was like, it can go either way, whatever. So, um... Yeah, we watched the first. We watched the first round. Well, I watched it alone. They had a watch party by themselves somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then I saw I wasn't picked up, and I was like, you know what, life. I already prepared myself for that. Life, whatever. What's next? Overseas, let's go. And then some guy walked out. He walked out um in the parking lot. He was like, I see you didn't get picked up, right? What you gonna do? I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I went inside. Yeah, nonsense. So Danique called me. She's like, hey, so you got picked in the third round? I was like, oh, really? Okay, where y'all at? I'm coming. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's kick it a little bit there. Let's hang out now. I'm in that kind of mood now. But at first, I just kind of I kind of brushed it off. Didn't think about it. So you played for two legends in the state of Arkansas in basketball. Yes. Uh, two yes. coaches. Yes. Joe Foley, obviously, yes. probably the best coach the state's ever seen. And then Nolan Richardson, who decided, okay, I'm going to go coach women now because he had done everything else. He won a a junior college national championship. He he won uh, at Arkansas. Nolan Richardson was the man. The thing about about Nolan Richardson, and and this is in my opinion, like I was only there because he liked me and he liked the way that I played and he liked my energy. 
and he saw that I can play on both ends of the floor. But when they picked me up, and, and that training camp was intense, and I made it past that training camp onto the team. And the only reason that I did is because of that level of intensity on defense that I bought every day. So when he told me I made the team, he said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to guard the best player on the other team every night. I said, not a problem. I'll guard everybody if I could. So, um, yeah, I was on there because of him. He liked me. And, you know, shooting, they, they didn't really care about any of that, about the scoring, because they had some scores on the team. And when he got pushed out, and then the new coach, Teresa Edwards, came in. And then she pushed me out. And that's when she brought one of her friends back in who I was balling against in the training camp. So I right. was like, you know what, that's just her friend. And that's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. It's a business. It is a business. Kind of cutthroat at times, isn't it? Yep, definitely is. And you know what, it's not for everybody. The sports world's not for everybody. And, and it can get political. But if you just focus and do what you have to do, you'll end up where you're going to be. So give give me a little bit of Joe Foley and Nolan Richardson. What's the difference between the two? Well, I only had Nolan Richardson for about two months. I can tell you what they had in common. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had no problem telling me off. And, and they had no problem screaming at me and telling me to get it done. So, yeah. Mm, they didn't hold back. They, they don't hold back. The, Nolan Richardson was a little different, though. I think with his 40 minutes of hell, Nolan Richardson, I think that would have been a bit different because he couldn't really, he couldn't really do that with, with a lot of older females. You can't really have 40 minutes of hell with older females unless they buy in. Right. You're going to have a hard time getting some people who aren't used to that to buy in. Right. So in that, so on and so forth, he had to, you know, he got moved out. So basically, I'm sorry. No, so basically, Coach Foley and, and the Little Rock women's basketball program prepared you for the WNBA. Big time. Big time. That, I called Coach Foley after I made the team, after I made it past training camp, and I thanked him. And I was like, thank you, Coach Foley, for, this, for instilling this, these defensive principles inside of me and, you know, just sticking with me. Because Coach Foley and I, you know, we bumped heads. Over over our time at I've heard Eula. No, we we bumped heads, but it was always love and it was always respect. We, we were both trying to get to that win anyway. It just you know it be different roads to get to I the know. win, but but yeah, we Coach Foley is the man. Coach Foley is a great coach, the best coach I've had, and I wish he could have came with me overseas. When when I went overseas, I asked him did he want to come. And I was like, come <laughs> with me, just just come with me, <laughs> leave this place. <laughs> I've heard that there's the Coach Foley way and there's the Chastity way. And more times than not, we're going to take the Coach Foley way. Well, yes, because he's a coach. And at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I think maybe he thought it was the Coach Foley way, but it was mostly the Chastity way, I think. <laughs> it was mostly the Chastity way. But he yeah. allowed me to do that because he knew. He knew that, you know, I wanted to win and I wanted us to be a better team. Right. Right. He's now won over 800 games, and he was able to see you congratulating him um, on the Jack Stevens Center scoreboard. Can, can, can you imagine the fact that 800 wins? Wow. No, really, I can't. Like, I've been blessed to, to have some great coaches in my life, and a lot of people don't reach that milestone. 
even even great coaches, people that you can consider great coaches don't reach that milestone, you know. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Coach Foley. Like, people may think that he's just the same old guy, but no, he he is steadily evolving. And I, I know he's looking towards the future to see what he has to change or whatever he has to do to get his girls ready. How long do you think he'll coach? How long do I think he will coach? Yeah. Hmm. He's got Honestly, UConn coming up on the schedule here. Right. Hmm. I don't know. He deserves a break, but he doesn't know how to take one. He doesn't yeah. know how to take a break. So, you know, like golf is his break, but is it really? Y'all have to walk and carry those big bags. No, uh, we ride in carts. Oh, okay. New school. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. New school stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I, I hope not soon because right. the girls need him. The girls need him and, and the youth need him. Like when I got, and this is what I was thinking one day, uh, my high school coach, she's a really good coach as well. Really great coach. Been coaching for 20 something years, state championship. And she believed in me. You know, she believed in my ability and saw me right away and put me out there. But Coach Foley taught me, you know, before he ever believed, before anything ever happened, he taught me the basics. Like, I'm like, what is a Sigma? What is, you know, what is, what is this? And that year I soaked everything up. And then, like I told you, I went into that summertime playing one-on-one against me. And then the next year it was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. When, when, when you think about Little Rock women's basketball, and obviously Coach Foley building that program, the fact that they were able to win another NCAA tournament game after you left, uh, that shows you that the, 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 the program has stability. And obviously, coming off one of their worst years in a long time this past season, you don't think it's going to take long for him to turn it around. And especially when you look at his non-conference schedule that he likes to play the tough teams, how much would you have liked to have gone up against a UConn like they're going to do here so. in the next couple of years? It, it wasn't always so. We were begging for those teams. Like and we knew they we knew they had some killers, but we wanted it. Like we right. wanted to see what that was like, you know, to play against that. Like is this the highest level? Like, are you serious? Um, well, yeah, we wanted that, but these girls now, they they have so much more than we had, you know. It's so much more oversight now that they can they can take care of their bodies better. Like the training staff is constantly learning and evolving and and teaching them about their bodies. And they get, they even have better equipment, you know, better equipment, better shoes for the body. All that stuff makes a difference. It does. She's Chastity Reed. I'm Trey Shepard. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back and wrap it up with Chastity Reed after this on Big Talk on Little Rock. In sports, success is measured in points, wins, and trophies. At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services in how we support our communities, in being there when you need us most, and the occasional trophy, like the one from J.D. Power for highest customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region. Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. For J.D. Power 2019 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Security needs to be at the top of the list when it comes to your family, home, and lifestyle. It all starts with our security system, which lets you add control of lights, door locks, thermostats, and more. In addition to dimming a light, locking a door, or adjusting the thermostat, you can combine all of these to work with the press of one button on your keypad or phone. It's state-of-the-art security that fits into your lifestyle and your life. 
Give us a call today to learn more. Triple S Alarm, 501-664-4599. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. We're wrapping it up over a Zoom with Chastity Reed. Chas, where are you right now and, and what's what's your summer like? I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm, it's about an hour and a half outside of New Orleans where I'm from. Uh, the summer is, my summer has been uneventful. I sleep a whole lot and I work out and I eat healthy, as healthy as I can. And I watch a lot of Netflix, you know? Yeah. Like who knows what's really going on outside, but all you have to do is tell me that tell me that something's going on. I have no problem being inside. And when I'm overseas, it's the same way. I'm inside, I'm, I'm watching Netflix, and I'm chilling. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take the stress off my body, you know, decompress a little bit. So I like to lay down a lot. Right. When did you know that you wanted to play basketball? Hmm, I used to play football. Football was my thing. Yeah, really? tackle football. Tackle football was my thing back then. So... I thought about it and you know there was no future and no money in football for women and it's dangerous anyway it's a really it's a really dangerous sport so yeah um that's why I went the basketball route and now how long do you plan to stay in playing the game as long as someone will have you or is there a time when you say yeah maybe it's time to hang it up I have that I've been having that thought every year since I began playing basketball when we do sprints. So anytime we're doing sprints, I'm thinking, oh man, why am I, <laughs> why am I putting my body through this? But you know what? I don't know. I feel, I feel fantastic. I feel, I feel great. Like who would have thought at the age of 31 that you'll feel as good and still be kicking, you know, kicking the butts of these, uh, these young adults. Um, who knows? Anything can happen. I just, I pray for health. As yeah. long as I stay healthy, then, then, the world is my oyster, but I do want, I do want to coach. I've always seen myself coaching. So in one form or another, that's what I'm going to do when it's over. College game or high school game? Where, where would you like to coach? Um, well, I've coached in Australia and I've, I've coached individually. Um, where else was it? I can't remember, but I've coached individually. So um, it doesn't matter really. Like I would prefer college, but as long as I feel like I'm getting through and I can kind of do things in my way, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. What do you think Coach Foley would say to the fact that you would like to be a coach someday? When he hears that come out of Chastity Reed's mouth, what do you think he would say? Oh, gosh, let's pray for those kids? No, nah, he'll probably be like, let's go. Like, I've, <laughs> I've seen it. He used to let me stop practice to teach the younger girls that were doing something wrong. He used to allow me to do that. So I thank him very much, you know for giving me that platform to, and that was learning experiences for me as well. You know? And I and, like telling people what to do. So definitely. I'm, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are a member of the Little Rock Athletic Department Hall of Fame. What does that mean? That, that is such a prestigious honor. And I've said that before, like I was, I was so taken aback and just humbled, you know, I was, I was humbled and, I became me there, you know, I've, I became a young adult from, to a young woman at, over there. So I, I'm thankful and grateful to the staff and everybody and Mr. Peterson that was there at the time and Coach Foley, Coach Reader, and Jocelyn Cash, my girls, 
Like I would have never, I would have never gotten to that point without my girls. Like Azrael, Neek, Kirsch, Brittany, Megan, all all of my girls, and the support of my family and my my dad. My dad is the reason I want to pick up that football and pick up that basketball. And I'm just I'm so grateful and blessed to have these people in this support system. And you know, I've never thought that, oh yeah, I'm I'm great. I did it by myself. I, I, I did not do any of that by myself. Everybody had a hand in that. And I'm just so thankful. Well, we're thankful that you had time to join us today, Chas. And uh, thanks for having me. Best best of luck in the future. And Thank anytime you. you get back to Little Rock, let us know. And if it's I for will. a game. Uh, you're welcome to come up. We're going to put you on halftime on one of the games, and we'll talk about the game and get your insights. Let's go. Yeah, I'm down. I'm Perfect. down. Jazz, Thank thanks you. so much. Uh-huh. Thank you. This has been Big Talk on Little Rock. Stay tuned for another podcast coming your way soon. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Little Rock Athletics.